Listener Production. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello and thank you for watching. Uh, Will, uh, back in Sydney, um, had a bit of a tourist in my former hometown day yesterday. Um, uh, went and had high tea uh, down in Darling Harbour, took Iona on a ferry, went to Luna Park. It was great. Okay, just, well, I, I'm going to get, I'm just giving you, the, that's the overview. I know, but how, how much time are we going to spend on high tea? Enough? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, that's fine. Okay. okay, well, that's okay. okay. I just okay. thought maybe you were going to go no, no, speed no, no, past no. high tea. No, everything and, that I mentioned yeah. has a reason because we're coming back to okay, all those good. things. All right, this is um, good. Okay, yes. so uh, last time we were in uh, Sydney, Jem uh, took Ayana out to high tea in the QV building and they do a, mm. like, uh, weekend high tea. Now, I'm not familiar. Do you know what high tea is? What the concept of high tea You'd love it. It's totally your bag. I mean, I, the, it's like, I mean, it's a selection. It's like getting high and drinking tea, although you'd love that too. Well, it can be. I don't know why you're ruling that out because I've stayed at hotels where I've invented high, high tea. <laughs> and it is the best kind of high tea. So you're going to have to leave. You are way too high tea. <laughs> I I won't. There's a put down the put down the finger sandwiches. There's a uh, restaurant in uh, sorry a um, uh, hotel, a beautiful old historic hotel in uh, Canberra that I was staying at when I was doing a run of shows in Canberra, and uh, uh, one Saturday or Sunday afternoon um, in the foyer there, they were doing a high tea, and I got so stoned and went down and had oh. high high tea, and it was like just towers of cakes and it's, desserts. I can and, imagine to stoners because you know I love a finger food at yeah, the best yeah, of the times, and like high teas are kind of like the finger foods. In fact, sometimes I'll have even have. Like, because you can get your all sort of sweet high tea, but yeah. you're like your more traditional high tea might have like a savory to sweet yes. progression, which is my favorite type of high tea. Yeah. Yes. And that was the high tea we had yesterday. But the one that Jem took Iona to initially was your mm. traditional high tea, more more Kagan sandwich yes. oriented scones, particularly. And Jem was very excited because mm. she doesn't eat gluten, amazing gluten free scones, apparently, this one. But, um, we couldn't get in, but it was one of those things you do as a parent where you promise your mm, kids something. Yes. And then when we arrived in Sydney and we called to make a booking, they said, I'm sorry, there's a private function. It's not available. So then we started scouring where are the high teas in Sydney. And um, the thing about high teas, it's like <laughs> it's fucking hard to get into. Like 24 hours notice apparently. I think it's yeah. like they, they – they, it's a bespoke uh, finger food. So I think that high teas are back a little as well. I feel like, because oh, I've yeah, yeah, always yeah, no. been a fan of the high tea, yeah. but I feel like there's been both a bubble tea and high tea yes. resurgence. Well, I think there's definitely a crossover. Yeah. So, um, Gem. There is, isn't there? There's like an Instagrammable, yes. modern, like 100%. Asian dessert influence. You know exactly influence. where this is going. Yes, okay. Right. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, Gem's plan was like, 
and you know, I, I love my wife because she's this is her attitude with everything. It's like let's just rock up. Mm-hmm. You know, they said no. But let's oh, just yeah. let's just rock up. We'll just go. <laughs> we'll just go. <laughs> and so <laughs> we just rock up. And so we go to the uh-huh. one at um in Crown Towers. There's a high tea there, and uh, we rock up, and they say, mm-hmm. "Sorry, it's 24 hours notice." And Jim's like, "Is it really 24 hours notice? Like, surely you've made more." Like, and the guy was like, "No," and she's like, "Why don't you just go back and chat to the chat to the cook and see if it." And fucking sure enough, he came back and said, oh, I'm delighted to let you know that we do actually have, and then Jim's like, one further complication, I'm gluten free. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy's gone, "Uh, let me check. And he goes back and he's gone, okay, yeah, we can substitute. You can't have the exact, you know, thing, but we can substitute some stuff in. And so um, let me just say. Not only do I call you a liar, I bet you've got stuff back there. Also, I'm gluten free. (laughs) It was and amazing. it worked. It was amazing. Like, uh, um, I mean, that is amazing. Uh, Mary Lou. That's a level of confidence that I cannot, <laughs> like, I, I would find that uncomfortable. Mary Lou and Scott came to stay with us over Christmas and with their kids. And uh, Scott and I were sitting. And so um, uh, our friend uh, Mary Lou, she and Gemma are very good friends. But they're, they're both very kind of, you know, very strong, mm-hmm. powerful, successful women yes. who know what they want. And so we're just joking at dinner because Scott and I were like, our attitude is always, we're just happy to be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but generally always, like, you know, you get shown a table at the restaurant, they're always like, is that the best table? Could we have the one by the window? Like they just want to, they're not being rude, but they just like, yeah. they'd like to see how far mm-hmm. can they, what, what's the best thing? What's the best thing that we can get? Out of this situation yes. without, you know, being rude or anything. Whereas mm-hmm. Scott and I was like, oh, I'm so glad. Thanks yeah. for inviting me. This so happy enough. to be here. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit more that way <laughs> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> So they seated, they get us seated and um, it's like I look at the price, I'm like, fucking Jesus, like this is expensive mm. high tea, like probably, you know, twice what you'd pay at anywhere else. And the guy said, oh, yes, it's part of the uh, the Taylor Swift eras mm-hmm. tour. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I was like, is she here? Like is she having tea? Are we having, are we about to have high tea with Taylor Swift? And this is the power of Taylor Swift. Like this is where this – like mega celebrity superstars at the moment. Uh-huh. Her brand is so powerful that they just whack Taylor Swift eras on this high tea. Because I was like, because I said to the guy, so yeah. what is the connection? And is he's there like, a connection? Like, does it have? Well, like, she's touring it, in four months. Is it themed to her though? Like, is there vaguely okay? The connection is it this like cheesecake brackets Taylor's version. The connection is um, one of the uh-huh. cakes come out shaped like a guitar. Yeah, <laughs> well, only one. <laughs> And there is a chance if you if you eat if you pay for high tea here mm. and like filling out the questionnaire or something, you go into the draw to win. You could win four tickets to see Taylor Swift, right? But this is just some cheesecake factory that's bought four tickets to Taylor Swift and 100%. decided to rebrand as like a fancy Taylor but Swift it, title. But it was, but no, but it was actually her official. Like I think she's licensed it. Like this I mean, is this is the her, you'd want to think so. the power of her name. Yeah, no, I mean is that you can take be... any fucking like completely yeah. unrelated product, say Taylor Swift eras, blah blah, insert no. blank, and suddenly you can charge double what you're charging for anywhere else. What if this was Tofop Taylor's version? Could we get Taylor, Taylor Swift to eras Tofop? <laughs> what would that mean? What, what? But what? Well, what did it mean at the high tea? A guitar-shaped cake. Just every week we like oh. discuss something about Taylor. I mean, I'm sure if I if you read the menu because they're yeah. very fancy. You know, the menu breaks down mm-hmm. like you know creme brulee with a blah blah do do blah blah. I'm sure there was some kind of rock and roll or uh, like the banana shake it off. No, not that. Cheap or lowbrow. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Oh, really? But no, I think it was more. Well, it feels like, like there was nothing. So. Well, more like the songbird, 
you know, it's 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 a bit more high. It's not like that literal as Taylor Swift song puns, but it's more like mm-hmm. you know an artistic. Uh, the musical notes of flavour that will hit your palate when you blah, blah, blah. Oh, like so it tastes like Taylor Swift. Oh, I don't, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, yeah, but you know what I mean? It tastes like the music of Taylor Swift. Yeah, if you have... It's well, inspired that, by the music of Taylor when you, Swift. When you have, your, your senses are all mucked up, yeah. synesthesia or whatever yeah, it is. synesthesia. <laughs> yeah, and you, you can taste Taylor, Taylor Swift's Swift. music. music. Yeah. <laughs> totally. That's what it was. So, And it was the savoury sweet one uh, where the top layer was... Um, like Taylor herself. Yes, exactly. It was all uh, the 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 sweets on the top, and then mm. the and it was Asian um, cuisine, like Asian yes. like dumplings and you know money bags and, mm. and things like that. It was good, but it was definitely an Instagram like yeah. a, it was an influencer designed to be photographed. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think like because I walked around when we were waiting to mm. see if the chef could fit us in. I was like, well, is this, you know, if we're going to pay all this money, let's have a look. And no one seemed to really be eating no. the food. It's not for eating. And when it comes out, it does, it looks, it looks, it looks inedible yeah. because it's, it looks like toys. Like it's like mm. you open a Kinder Surprise and there's yeah. like. Oh, they're like, oh no, you shouldn't be eating I mean, that. I had this pistachio you child eat fondant that? thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that was just a cake decoration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a little bride and groom, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I ate this like it was a miniature potted plant. So the yeah. the pot the plant came in was chocolate, mm. like white chocolate but dyed green. Oh. And then it had like a pistachio fondant. Um, so that looked like soil. Yeah. And then there was like, a, I guess it was like a, 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 a chocolate pretzel stick or something like that, like a, a, a pretzel stick covered in chocolate. Yeah. And then like a ganache of some kind like tree i couldn't work out the connection between taylor swift and uh uh like a chocolate shape like a plant that was trailer swift it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know either but there might be maybe there's a connection in her music there's like it's about her growth or like maybe there could be i mean now you got me thinking like i didn't really investigate I don't, if I don't there was know layers her, to it. Yeah, and I don't know her, her song catalogue that well, apart from Shake It Were off. they playing Taylor Swift music while you were in there exclusively? I wasn't aware of their music. I should I mean, have surely they should have, like, like if I went to a no, Taylor Swift I reckon I would have noticed. IT. There was nothing about it that, there was no uh, Taylor Swift paraphernalia Merchandise. apart from the no, menu. It wasn't like Planet the, Hollywood. There was no sort of, like. The menu was just her era's tour, poster, yeah. and then on the back, the food. It was, it was a, I was saying to Jim, it's a vulgar display of power by Taylor Swift. <laughs> she has taken this thing that is completely unrelated to her music and like, I mean, what kind of cut is she getting? Did people just pay a licensing fee, right? I mean, it's, I don't even know where to start. Yes, I imagine that. If you want to use her brand. But she would be so, she seems to be very careful about like, I mean, she's the most successful brand in the world at the moment, mm. right? And, uh. I think she's pretty careful around the management of that brand. Unless you're a high tea. <laughs> like it seems such a bizarre just, thing. That's her loophole. Like she's the just mad of, for high tea. The amount of people who would be coming to her management saying, can we put a yeah. name on this or a face yeah. on that? And then they're like, yeah. one. there's a there's, uh, one. there's a cafe high tea. in Sydney, <laughs> in Crown Towers in Sydney that want to use your name. Done. Approved. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was pretty good. Like I enjoyed mm. it, but I would say that, like it was not worth the money we paid. I think it was the Instagram. That that's what that's what most of the clientele were there to do was photograph. 
When it comes to And they're all dressed up too, that's the other thing. Yeah. Everyone in As there. Taylor Swift? No, just oh. like but in like because uh, I don't really frequent <laughs> casinos. I don't really like casinos uh-huh. freak me out a little bit, just the whole gaucheness of it all. I just find it a bit weird. And like the fact that someone it's a Saturday afternoon mm. and people are like dressed like guys are in suits and you know, girls are in these like, you know, gowns and stuff. Yeah. And to sit in a glamour. In a cafe. The glamour of the casino. (laughs) Like it's sunny outside. Gross. In Sydney. And so hot. By the water. So hot. You know what I want to do? Get dressed up in fancy clothes (laughs) and go into a place where you never know what time it is and gamble away all my money. Yeah. Uh, It sounds pretty fun. So after that, um, we jumped on a ferry on the way to Luna Park. (laughs) And uh, it was like beautiful blue skies, Mm. and I'm getting lots of nice photos of Gem and Iona. And um, every boat that goes past, we're pointing out to Iona and, you know, her granddad lives on a boat. We're like, oh, that's like Grandpa Roger's boat. And and then um, we point out this, like, there's a party boat that goes by. I'm like, oh, there's people having a party, you know, the people, uh, the booze cruise or whatever. I don't even say booze cruise. Like, there's another name for it. Like, there's a floating disco. Floating disco. Mm -hmm. And then we see this barge coming towards us. Like, it's a boat, but it's like a beaten up looking barge. And there's people on it. And I'm like, and there's another party boat. And as it passes closer, <laughs> it's a Bucks party mm. and there is a completely mm. naked waitress mm. handing out shots. Mm. And I am like, whoa, mm. look over here. And, I, and like, I'm like, can she see that? Do I have to explain this? Like, what do I do? And dude, like, I tell you what, like, I mean, I've never liked going to Bucks parties. No. Like I have, I have, I've never, like I've, that's not true. I've gone, traditional Bucks parties I've never enjoyed. Ones where it's all about like strippers and humiliating the groom. I'm always like, why is this fun? Like, I just don't get that. Like, I don't get that thing of like, we're just going to make the groom dress up like an idiot and just like make fun of him and humiliate him and, and jeopardize I've, his relationship. I honestly think I've been to like two Bucks parties in my entire life. I just don't think I have ever been invited. Maybe three. I, the last one I went to, I bailed on. I've been to some good ones with friends, but they're generally not like what people think of when they think of a Bucks party. And also just like I get self-conscious about – I know people hate seeing groups of large groups of men yes. anywhere. And I too, as part of that large group of like, oh, I feel self-conscious about yes. being in this large group of men. I know we're loud and intimidating yep. and stuff, and I don't want to be part of that. But seeing this – <laughs> like beaten up, but like paint peeling barge, like and these like twenty odd guys in their Hawaiian shirts, or whatever, and this this waitress walking around. I'm like, none of that looks like, and it was quite rocky too oh, in the harbour. I mean, that's only one of those things that, like, when you're in the middle of it, you can't see. It's the fog of war, yes. right? Like, but if you literally are a step back, watching on, what I would, is going part of me was on? Like, if I had a torpedo. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'd get the captain of the boat and I'd get the waitress off and I'd torpedo the rest. Like, it just was like the worst display of humanity like I'd ever seen. And so gross. And I just was like, oh, I mean, look, they were young guys. I'm assuming they're kind of like young guys. But it's like, is that, is that, are we progressing from that or are we just, is that just always going to be? Like, are we making strides in roads that think, you know, you don't have to, celebrate your masculinity in that way or is it always just going to be that's 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 an element that exists i don't know yeah is the answer to that question and i will never know the answer to that question i don't this and i by the way 
I'm not saying that anyone was doing anything wrong. No, 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 no. Like I, this is this was kind of the point that I was about to make next, which is I feel like I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, there's just so many ways to look at that, which is like, oh, well, maybe some of it's just like a natural part of like expressing it and they're actually expressing it in like a – you know, safe way and hopefully the, the that waitress... That boat did not look no, safe. It looked the, like yeah, it was... Hopefully the waitress has been paid well and everyone's I hope she like, has a life know. jacket because that thing was not making it back to shore. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yes, but you but you do also sometimes think you're, you're reminded immediately of... It's like going to a, like, I have been going down to the, trying to get regularly to the beach, uh, but the beach that I've been going to, the lockers, the changing room there is just really reminds you that men are still real animals. Yes. Like, and, like, I have this. Just a public toilet will remind you of that. But this is, like, the real contrast of, like, part of, like, I've been trying over the summer to go to the beach every day, get in the water every day. It's, like, meant to be this, like, therapeutic and like good for my mind, good for my body experience. And I'd sort of just set myself a target that I don't have to be in the water for long if it's like, but I want to get in it every day. That's just my little achievable thing that I can do. So it actually is quite a lovely part of my life punctuated every day <laughs> by the, dressing room. because like literally part of it is so spiritual like I'm in the ocean and yeah. I feel as one with the planet mm, and it's a moment to kind of yeah, yeah. meditate on the nature of existence <laughs> and I am genuinely trying to connect to it in that way and then oh, someone shat in the urinal <laughs> <laughs> why do we smell so horrible it's gross yeah it's it's nasty yeah. it, it was it, so <clears throat> then we uh, we arrive at uh, a Luna Park, and I don't think I've been to either Melbourne or Sydney Luna Park in over ten years. They've done a pretty good job. Like the Sydney Luna Park, I yeah. guess they must have had a bit of money lately because it's all you know it looks all fixed up, and they've done a good job of. They do a uh, so I've done a few conventions and like you know work corporate events there, and so they run a pretty good program, I think. Like, so obviously there's the the park part of it. They have a big venue there that bands will play at and people can have events at and they have like a corporate event. So like there is that kind of fun vibe where they have conference centers where they can run corporate events, but then everyone can go on the rides at the end of the three days of having your meetings and stuff. So I think they've had a smart like business plan, it feels like around the idea that if we just think of this as being like a kid's amusement park that yeah, runs at night, then we're not going to be able to afford to do this. Yeah. But if we make it like a, a more over experience, then... And I think they've done a good yeah. job. Like it looks, aesthetically looks great, you know, and they've captured that kind of spirit of the old carny, you know, aesthetic and all that kind of stuff. But by God, is it fucking expensive. Yes. <laughs> like it's so expensive. Like I, by the time we were done a day out in Sydney, high tea, you know, ferry ride, Luna Park dinner, I was like, well, we're never coming to Sydney ever again. No. Like it is, this city is prohibitively expensive. Yeah. Like I can understand like why no one goes out here because like the well, minute- you, You've got to wait until they rebrand it Taylor Swift era Sydney. <laughs> then it's really going to be pricey. It's just like, how does anyone afford to do anything? You know, I was seeing like, we've got one kid. I was seeing mm. like families of five or six. And I'm like, I know what it cost us the three of us, I'm like, that was ridiculous. We are, and I enjoy this because yeah. we are not coming back for 10 years. And she loved it, by the way. Like, she had such a good time. And it was good for her as well because, you know, living sort of rurally, amusement parks, like, she's got, like, wet and wild and stuff, but that's, like, next level. This is a good entry level. They still have the old school, 
like Coney Island style attractions where like they, they have a slide that you ride in a sack, which we did that. I've got to admit that seems the most dangerous of all the rides. Like yes. you literally. <laughs> That's not entry level. That's the one where you're like, oh, no hang padding. on, we're still just doing this. Yeah. <laughs> just jump off a, jump off. No, it's not even a sack. It's like a more of a mm. doormat with ropes. You put your yeah. feet into a doormat with ropes and then just go off this slide with absolutely no padding or protection. And it sort of blows my mind a little bit that New South Wales is so overregulated in so many ways in terms of like, you know, yeah. keeping you safe and you can't do this and you can't do that. But you can go to this little uh, amusement park <laughs> on the harbour and if you want if you want to kill yourself, go right ahead. We're not going to, we're going to turn the other way. I mean, it's close to the harbour. They can dump the body immediately. <laughs> it's fine. But also I think it's one of those. Blue murder style, just an engine block to the ankles. Uh, I remember going out on Sydney Harbour on New Year's Eve, like for, you know, to, help with a photo shoot that was being taken Oh, I remember place. that, yeah. And part of that was like it was on this old barge and the reason that it was on this old barge was it was from laws beyond where – it was the boat that could get the closest because the modern-day laws about – apply it, to Yeah, it was an exception of, <laughs> of like this boat, right? Yeah, so I've got it was nothing like, in the rule book for this thing. Yeah, it was a loophole. It was just us and the guys on a Bucks party with <laughs> a <laughs> waitress. Uh-huh. And no, it was – so it was an old-school – barge that was outside the laws and maybe Luna Park has been there long enough that they have some like you know if you were a new place that was being built they wouldn't let you like you know strap someone to a doormat and then push them down a slide but Luna Park applies to old Luna Park rules well I think old Luna Park there it does say, what I've noticed from the staff there is there there is a real lit, literal generational clash because you've got the Predominantly, the staff there seem to be young international students. Yes. But then there's this, like, and I'm talking like old, like 70 plus old guys also working around. And the amount of arguments I saw between old Luna Park and new Luna Park at one point. And like... Hints of bias on both sides, yeah, I right? would say. Yeah, they the, the the new ones think the old fogies know anything. Yeah, nothing, and yeah. like they're the next generation, you know. But then there was a full on Barney at the I can't remember. It's the hall with the the slides and all the old school uh-huh. Coney Island rides. It's called Funnyland or something like that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> back when they didn't have to try, yeah. it's, like, it's all just like laughs. L a f f s laughs. Um, but uh, so we're lining up. And the, it's a young guy is on the door and the old dude who looked like he must have been 70 plus, maybe even 80, he was really old. He came out and you know when old people are so incensed, like they literally like, you know, he does that, he had that chewing thing, yeah. his jaw was going and he was like, the woman didn't have the wristband. And the young guy's like, what? And he's like, the woman, she came in, did she have a wristband? And the guy was like, what woman? And he's like, the woman with the wristband. And the guy's like, I don't know. What the, I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. He's like, and then he was being really aggressive to the young guy. And then one of the mums in the line was like, hey, 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 hey. Like, you've come out really angry. Like, maybe just slow down and explain to him. And then the old guy's like, oh, this guy's always letting people in without their wristbands. And then the young guy's like, hey, you can't talk to me like that. I'm an employee here. We are equals. You are not my superior. You can't talk to me like that. Uh, and I was like, fuck the rights. <laughs> like, I mean, this, this is, is the show. This is the I definitely show. would have loved it. If I knew that was happening, I would have come on down. Oh, man, it was great. It was so good to watch. And then I felt bad for the old guy because I think he – when the mum jumped on board, yeah. he like he was the heel now. Like he lost the crowd. That's right. But also, th- like I mean, that's classic. 
like that's everything that everyone thinks about generations played out in front of you, yes. which is like the old guy who's mad that the young you guy know, wasn't following the rules. Yeah, the young guy's probably not following the rules. Yeah. He's probably letting people in willy nilly without wristbands. Does it matter? No. Who knows? We don't know. Maybe there is a big edict <laughs> from Big Luna Park that everyone has to have their fucking wristband and old mate is the one who constantly has to hear about it and cop it and whatever. And like, we don't know the backstory of what's going on here. But on face value, feels like the old bloke is a stickler for the rules and the young bloke isn't doing his job very well. And he's come out, fi- like, finally snapped. Yeah. Because his kid's doing it all the time. Yeah. And then mum has mollycoddled the next generation. That's right. Again. Totally. This is, you're the problem. Yeah, exactly. Raising kids like this. Yeah. yeah. Who think they're equals. Yeah. Well, there was an element because when the young guy was like, yeah. hey, you know, you can't yeah. speak to me like that. I'm like, oh, we yeah. have come a long way because when I was yes, it's like, good. And when I was good, 18 working but, casually, yeah, yeah. if someone had spoken to me like that, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> like yes. I wouldn't have stood up for myself. Yeah. The idea that he, the, the younger person, even if they are equals, like, like, could acknowledge that and feel empowered to acknowledge <laughs> that is is a good thing, but feels very foreign to us. Yeah, because that is not and part very, of what we and, were, and, and almost like precocious, right? Yes, that's why you have the reaction to yeah. it because you're like, of course that is reasonable, but I was raised in an era where that was not considered to be reasonable. I mean, it's happening already with Iona, where yeah. she's questioning why I get to make the rules. And I don't have a good answer. Well, you're, you, you say, because I'm a white man and this is the most important <laughs> lesson I can teach you. That despite my competence, my waning one way power. or the other. <laughs> my power has diminished admittedly, <laughs> but, but I'm still the still dominant. pretty good at the moment <laughs> and you need to know about this. Uh, speaking of heels, um, yeah. uh, we... Oh, excuse me, Charlie. The um, There's special Taylor Swift theme. Oh, yeah. Morning tea has arrived. Would you like me to bring it in? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Oh, what's he brought in? What's it? Every time we, well, every time, the fourth time we've recorded in here. Oh. Oh, hang on. wow. Look at this. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, uh, hang on, we've got to yep. explain this. So Mike has just brought in a yep. plate of watermelon yep. shaped into a T for Taylor. Yeah. I'm assuming. I mean, or anchors. They look a little like anchors. What's the eclair? What's that have to do with Taylor Swift? Uh, you've got to link it. Oh, Mike, so hang on. Is there yeah. a link? Or am I going to be – all right, okay. Well, Let me work this out. She is the – Cream puff. She's a t- pastry. She's a – Taylor's we're, – we're just going to lose Will now for the next five minutes while he eats. Okay. Um, do I need to know names of Taylor Swift songs to work this out? Uh, well, do you want to know the truth or do you want to play the game? All right, let's play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Taylor Swift, Eclair. Taylor Swift watermelon. <laughs> I just had to taste it because taste it to is that a song? It. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, what have you gleaned anything from ingesting one half of the clues? Yeah, I'd love that if that's how Batman solved crimes. Mm, I'm just, <laughs> just gonna have to have a little nibble blood. on that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Let me, there was definitely a murder here. I can taste. Thank you, Mike. I can taste. So you're, you're Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> Mike just brought in a napkin for Will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that something we could pitch, by the way? What? Is a detective that solves crimes by by taste. Like a forensic he's a, he's a forensic a former, investigator. Yeah, but he's a former chef. Because you need a you need a, like you a, need a, a, a organic matter for him to sample, right? Or you th- saying any any crime by taste. But how would that work? Like if it's a robbery, what's he tasting? Um well he, Oh, that licks the door hand. Yeah. <laughs> 
ah, this person, that tastes like cheesels. <laughs> Gareth, Gareth Reynolds was here. But I think that, yes, he would lick for clues. Like, depending. Lick and taste for clues. <laughs> lick, smell. Lick and smell for clues. No, well, I mean, I'm talking, well, yes, smell would be part of it, I guess. Yeah. But, like, I don't, I don't want it to be like he's got a great sense of smell and then that suddenly becomes the, it's all about his taste. He uses smell slightly yeah. to kind of enhance the his taste. The private dick he loves to lick. Yeah, that's, that's his slogan, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he comes in and he tastes like what the crime is. Yeah, I okay. can. Yeah. Or uses his sense of smell and taste, I think. Because I think. <sighs> Why do you keep having to bring smell in? Because that's it? part of um, the consumption, isn't it? Like you smell. You're overcomplicating okay, the just concept. Taste, He's right. just a detective. Right. A monk style, an idiosyncratic yes. private detective, and taste is how he solves it. It's called crime. taste of murder. Yeah, a little a taste of de- a taste, a of, taste death. of death. All right, so specifically murders. Does yeah. that make sense? Does he is he allowed to taste blood? Like do the police have they do they turn the other way so he can taste blood? That's what they do. Yeah. All right. So they 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 tape off a crime they, scene. Yeah. They call like off the area. Look tape over the there, scene, and then he's like, they bring him in. <laughs> he comes in. And he's yeah. like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, this murder happened seven hours yeah. ago. The killer recently had steak <laughs> within. That's grass fed. Wagyu, in fact. Yeah, check every uh, Japanese restaurant in a 20-kilometer radius. Yes. <laughs> Taste of death. <laughs> Taste of death. I like it. Yeah. Who's, who are we casting in Taste of Death? I mean, it needs to be somebody who you trust. Like Tony Shalhoub, it's got to be like a quirky actor. I think a quirky actor, but also somebody who looks oh, like actress. they- Yes. But that they look like they have good taste in, like that they would be good at tasting food. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> you got to be believable. I mean, I don't like, know what that. I don't know what uh, that person looks like. Someone who looks like they're good at tasting food. Well, I think that like Matt Preston. Mm, no type. Matt no, Preston no, no, type? no, no. I Jack just think Black. someone who has. No, I don't think they need to be like look like someone who eats a lot of food. Okay. I think it has to be that idea of like you just. I don't know who that is, though. I don't know. I don't know that. Like an Anthony Bourdain type, uh, you know, is more. Yeah, what I'm but thinking. Anthony Bourdain, if you didn't know he was a cook, you'd think he was like a musician or an artist. Yeah, or like or a, or a detective in Taste of Death. That's what I'm like imagining. Right. So you want to okay, like a, against type? He's a cool type. sort of okay. like rock and roll. Like he's, no, he's still got that quirkiness, yeah. but it's just like a bit more sort of like yeah, Bourdain style leather jacket, gumshoe. Yeah, I like gotcha. sort of. Okay, yeah, know. it's a bit of modern noir. Yeah. Okay. Is it an Australian show? Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Yes, yes, yes. I think, yes, this could definitely be an Australian okay. show. Okay, so, I mean, I'm thinking like a Richard Roxburgh yeah. type or David yeah. Wenham. Oh, Mendo. Ben Mendelsohn. Fucking Mendo. Yeah. Taste of Death. Yeah, I think this. Yeah. <laughs> I was Mendo, how's, he's got a bit of a lisp, doesn't he? How, how do you Mendo? It's kind of like, <laughs> well, I don't know. How do you say good Mendo? I don't know. He's never done one before. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. If, well, give me a line from a Mendo movie. Does he have a famous line from a film? Your your mum's dead. <laughs> so I'm thinking of Animal Kingdom. <laughs> How'd your mum die? That's that's just real shame. <laughs> Can I taste her blood? <laughs> the essence of beauty in unity in variety. Is that, you just that? you just googled Ben Mendelsohn quiet? The, the essence of beauty in unity in variety. Yeah, that that that. Um, Tasting that uh, crime scene. Oh, that was Felix Mendelssohn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking screwed me over with my impression. You only get one Mendo, and that was it. It's gone. Oh, man. <laughs> 
All right, should we get back to the quiz? Oh, yeah. So, uh, so Taylor Swift. The quiz. Taylor Watermelon Swift. eclairs. It's all yeah. linked to Taylor. Okay. Everything there is linked all right. to Taylor. All right. So the Taylor. T, well, T, T for uh, t, her, her name's. You got it. Okay, so that's, that's it. that done. That's all it. Right. I tried to do guitars. It was very difficult, so I had to do T's. Oh, yeah. Okay, so right. they're T's. That was eclairs. the only link. Was this in a shape? Yeah. Bef- yeah. Were the, the eclairs in a shape before Will ate one? No, no shapes. Okay, with so no this items. is more a reference. Eclair. Yeah. You'll get one. Of, you'll definitely get one of them. Cream, one of them will be pastry, a bit tricky. You'll chocolate. have to know. Um, cream pastry chocolate. Cream. Shake it off. What are her other songs? I don't I know. I don't know any. Bad other blood. Songs. Mm, yeah, I'll taste some of that. <laughs> was one of those Endo's baby bad blood. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. All right, I'll give you the eclairs. One no, you, no, 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 no. Just give, give us, us a, a hint. clue. Give us a hint. It's a, a reference. Uh, it's a pun on a track title. Okay. Not one of uh, her. Top top ones. Oh, oh, fuck, so you're man, talking no, to the wrong sorry, guys. Right. So um, tell it, um, I'll be the I'll be Eclair. 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 I this I Eclair War. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't uh, know. Eclair and present danger. Something uh, in Eclair. I'll give you the track listings for the album it's from. Okay. And okay. you can tell me which one. Uh-huh. Let me just Shouldn't pull it up. So it's from Folklore. Okay. Deluxe edition. Mm-hmm. Taylor's version. The uh, Taylor's version, yes. The one, cardigan. Let me just check it's on here. Hold on. Oh no! Yeah, oh, this no. is very tofu. No, no, here we go. Here we go. I'm not going to say <laughs> the one. I'm going to say it's not the one or cardigan, but it's not that. <laughs> no. Dick, yes, you're right so far. The last great American dynasty, uh-huh. exile featuring Boniver, uh-huh. my tears, uh, right code shit, um, right code shit. Ricochet? Ricochet. Is that how you Ricochet? <laughs> Never ricochet. seen Ricochet. Spell, sorry. That's <laughs> <No>, fine. <laughs> Fuck. Just think. Yeah, I'm not a big Taylor. Just, fan. Think, just think Irishman. Ricochet. <laughs> ricochet. <laughs> ricochet. <laughs> ricochet. <laughs> ricochet. Yeah. You know that Taylor Swift. Yeah, Ricochet. ricochet. <laughs> My favorite WWE superstar, Ricochet. <laughs> It's not. It's not that one. I'll give you that. Okay. okay. Mirrorball, Seven, August. This is me trying. Illicit affairs. Invisible string. Mad woman. Epiphany. Betty. Peace. Hoax. The lakes. Okay, that's too many. Illicit affairs. Epiphany. Uh, Eclair. Is it? This is me. You got it. Illicit eclairs. You <laughs> got it. Oh, for fuck's sake! I think that was... is a Charlie Clawson level terrible clue. Like that is as bad as I do for two guys one cup. That I is... think it was actually this is you trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last year, Will, um, yes, we were uh, looking back at the career of the Rock and wondering if maybe oh, yeah, the People's Champion, the Sheen, had worn off. Uh, mm-hmm. A string of uh, failures, some bad press. Yeah. And then we suggested yes. uh, what The Rock needs to do mm-hmm. is completely change his image. He's been this muscle-bound, you know, model of positivity and he needs to work with an indie director and change his whole image. Mm-hmm. Did you see the news from a few weeks ago? So one of the Safety brothers who made Uncut Gems, indie filmmakers, is partnering up with none other than Dwayne The Rock Johnson for an indie drama, hard-hitting indie drama, to come out next year. The Rock has done two things though. This and gone back to where gone back to wrestling. Yeah. So he's done the two things that I mean, this is smart. Mm. People are following his life as a business model. Like this is just a great example of he went for something with the hierarchy of the DC universe. Like the, he had a plan for what it is that he wanted to be. He went towards something. It didn't quite work out how he imagined it was going to work out. 
And he has regrouped mm. and identified, okay, the sheen's gone off me a little bit for the first time ever. What are not just one of the things. We suggest, like, yeah, we kind of did riff on that idea of going do something indie. But he's done that thing of just going, I'm going to do both. I'm mm. going back to wrestling. It's always the best, like, you know, that's always somewhere I can be reassured of the love, rebuild the brand of the rock. It's like, you know, yep, it's where it started and it's always good for him and them when he goes back to the wrestling. Yep. I've been interested again for the first time. Okay. In ages. And so do you know the whole storyline about no. what's brought him back? It's interesting. It actually, like, it's actually, the WWE is getting really, really good again. Mm. They're, having the, they're having their new kind of era. Um, it's called the Renaissance. They're literally calling it the Renaissance era. But so the current WWE champion, Roman Reigns, who's been the champion for like 500 days. I've met Roman Reigns. You have? Yeah. Okay. And he's the dominant figure and is a heel, is like a cousin of The Rock. And his whole shtick is he's embraced like the Samoan heritage. And so he's um, the tribal chief. He sits at the head of the table. And so he's brought in all his like Samoan cousins and stuff. And so it's got this real kind of energy and they're a really feared kind of um, faction within the WWE. And so The Rock has come back. Like, And Roman Reigns had a very kind of similar career to like someone like John Cena where he was hated by the fans for years because Vince McMahon kept trying to push him as a baby face. And the fans like, we don't want him. We don't want him to be our hero. The minute they turned him heel, like The Rock, he became a superstar. And so now he's like, you know, one of the, the biggest, most popular wrestlers as a heel in the WWE. So The Rock coming back in, it's perfectly set up. Like he could not have picked, A, the family connection. It fits in perfectly with the whole storyline they've established about, you know, this sort of extended Samoan family. But also like the former champion coming back to take on like the head heel like, even if it's just one match, it's all he needs to cement himself as, like, top of Mount Rushmore. Yeah, it's um, – when I saw him come back and you were just like, he's really good at this. Yeah. Like, go back to the thing. It's like a – It's interesting you say that mm. because there has been some talk online that it wasn't a great return. Well, I mean, as in the wrestling bit of it or the... Yeah, that wrestling has moved on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, from, I, yes, I agree with that. Right. Like, he definitely looks like an old guy. Oh, going, no, 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 no. But his shtick is a bit tired because he did all, he hit all the notes yes. that The Rock does, you know, all the catchphrases and all that kind of stuff. But there is, the problem for him is he's now so big and famous. Like you yeah. can't separate smiling, shiny, you know, I want to be Tom Hanks with muscles, Dwayne Johnson from The Rock. Like The Rock as a wrestler, there still was mystique around that stuff. And so when he was, you know, being really funny and witty on the mic or saying devastating things to opponents, it was a kind of element of kind of edginess I, to it. I, yeah, I look, I do agree that you'd hope that it grows to more than what it arrived at. But I felt like actually it felt there was, I think that he can't, separate those two anymore, mm. right? He's such a big global brand. Like, because I agree with what you're saying, that that Rock character was like a separate character to, you Who know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but it's now so intertwined with each other. And his story is, you can't go, hey, I'm this separate guy who isn't connected to that stuff anymore. Because when he was doing that stuff about Baywatch and whatever, I was like, I don't know if I like yeah. this as being on. But I thought about it a bit as I was watching it going, no, 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 no. I think that... This he is kind of, it. it just is now. Yeah. And so, and what I thought he did amazing at was going, he, 
protects Black Adam, which he was clearly like more sensitive about, right? I noticed that that joke wasn't about yeah, that's a good the success point. of Black like Black Adam meaning that he was back at the wrestling. Because if yeah. you're really being honestly yeah, doing yeah, that yeah, bit, yeah. the best bit there is, well, Black Adam didn't work out, guess I'm back, yeah, you know, yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. That's the actual bit. And they did a version of that through that Baywatch you know, like making fun of Blake, but that was clearly a thing he was fine to yeah. make fun of. It wasn't Didn't have going, a personal connection yeah, to it. It wasn't going directly to the thing that, and if they develop it more, if he's willing to really like go into that, I think that could be an element of like this, you know, comeback and character and whatever that, but I do understand that idea that it feels muddled now mm. and you've got to go well what are they going to do with this if you are introducing the real world of the rock directly into the ring here now and mm. it's part of the the narrative how do you get the hollywood superstar mm. how do you convince people that he also is in this world of the wrestling where being at the head of this table and blah 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 or the like you know because wrestling is a world of its own yeah, where it's like suspension of disbelief. Well, it's like watching like a like watching a Marvel movie or a yeah. superhero movie where you're like, is this set on Earth or like yeah. Earthish? Like yeah, it's yeah. just you know, as in because it, wrestling is of the world, but not really of the world as well. And so mm. then you've got this real person going in and out of it. Well, the best wrestling always works the best, especially with promos, when it's based on truth, when they're just like, when they're taking stuff from their own life and, you know, the controversies that they've been involved in whatever and they just twist it a little bit so that you go, oh, they're blurring the lines a little bit. If he can do that, that's why I agree. That, and that was part of the criticism of his promo was it was felt a bit written, yeah. a bit corny, like he's been in Hollywood too long, whereas you felt when he was starting out – it felt much more, even though he had a rider when he was starting out, it felt much more natural and kind of spontaneous. But it was interesting because I watched this um, video essay where they compared him and Ryan Reynolds as having like this sort of parallel careers at the moment where they were these talented young actors who found a brand that worked for them. Like as soon as Ryan Reynolds found Deadpool, he's just Deadpool. Everything he does, Wrexham, Mint Mobile commercials, he's just Ryan Reynolds. He's always that sort of slightly detached, smart-arsey guy who's always sort of nodding and winking at the camera. He's not really performing. And The Rock is more like, I'm your family-friendly action star who never kisses a woman on screen for some reason. <laughs> I'm really jacked. Because I didn't realise, but they talked in this video about that The Rock, he apparently said to his team when he was clear he was focusing on movies that he wanted Tom Hanks's career. He wanted that kind of popularity. And so he actually slimmed all the way down and got like a relatively normal physique for a while when he's doing. He'd only, he'd only seen Philadelphia. Dwayne, <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne, that's not, that's, that's not what we meant by. stuff, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll cast away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the two, so two films. Actually, Forrest Gump, he was pretty skinny. <laughs> Forrest Gump as well. But then um, <laughs> when those uh, family-friendly comedies didn't work, mm. he went and did The Fast and the Furious. That's yes. kind of restarted his career again, and he was jacked. And then he was like, okay, i got to marry those two. Like mm. how, <laughs> how do I combine family-friendly, yeah. popular entertainer with the – my Fast and Furious audience. And so that's when it became like Jumanji mm. and the jungle stuff. The but, jungle, the jungle movies. But now is at this point where it's like, mm. well, what do you do? Because the brand is clearly stalling, like much like Marvel. Like people are sort of sick of that 
you know, um, flawless kind of hero. What are you going to do? And so I'll be interested to see how much leeway the other performers, the other wrestlers get in terms of how they go him because there is so much to attack at the moment. Like if they really wanted to, like when The Rock came back in 2010, John Cena was really good at just being like, you know, you're a sellout and you're having to write your promos on your wrist because you can't remember them and you're not a real wrestler and like didn't hold back. And you could see there's some genuine kind of like friction between the two of them, but I don't know. I mean, I just, he's so risk adverse. I can't imagine he would have agreed to come back. But isn't the best place to deal with criticism that is already happening in a way, because we all know the most powerful thing you can do with criticism is to embrace or have fun with like the idea of the criticism, right? Yeah. And so he that's what he was trying to do with the Baywatch part of that original thing. He could do that through the voices of what is clearly a pantomime environment, right? <laughs> do you know? Like you could get the worst of that. It's, it's not going to mean as much like it is bad as if you get it out there in the mouth of other wrestlers and then The Rock still gets to be The Rock in response to that. I think that would be a really interesting way of grounding the character back in that universe. Everyone's trying to have a shot at him about yeah. everything. Yeah. But that's like, and get it all out there. So how does that work? Use though? it as a like, way of but, just but going, the, that's but like. But does that mean that he has to have, he has to sort of brief his team and say, look, this is different kettle of fish. This is wrestling. Yeah. I'm going to give the green light that people can say it. Or does he say script, but script insults about me? Yes, script insults okay, about Okay, so yes. you don't go full, like, risk. No, no, no. No, no you still no, control I it. I think we want, you know, to keep a few things up our <laughs> non-existent sleeves. I'll be interested to see. I'll be, I'll be like, because the talk is now where does he go? Like, does yeah. he do a one-off and one and done? Like, he's so old. Well, t- yes, he's definitely old. And, like, I don't think he's going to be able to wrestle much properly. No. And I – can I – did, did you see how breathless he got at that end of the promo when yeah. he did that? Like he was huffing and puffing. Yeah. And that was like 30 seconds of going to work. work out more. Yeah. <laughs> Can you say that to him? Uh, okay. So yeah. here's what I will ask you. Yeah. If you're The Rock, mm-hmm. why keep going? Like in anything. Like surely he would have. You have this question a lot. You say that about Ricky Gervais. Yeah. <laughs> like all these why? successful people. Like, I mean. Isn't there just a part of you that was like, I could just go off and enjoy all this success? Like, I don't need to do anything. Do you think he has ever again? Well, do you think he has an end point? Like, is there a point where he's like, Yeah, death, you'll die. Okay, so it's not like I win an Oscar, you know, I can ease off on movies. I, uh, for what? I, I I mean, he's, yeah, what does he need to do? He's got all the money in the world, he's had as much success as you could possibly have in so many different facets of life. Why not just? Chill out. Because I guess if you are someone who is in that mode of overachieving, he doesn't probably doesn't have like a half speed. Like he probably to turn it off completely. You think he can relax? Yeah. I reckon he'd get used to it. Give me a week. (laughs) I'll come round, show you how to Did you watch the Arnie documentary? Arnie DeFranco. No, no. We did that joke last time. In fact, I believe that was the art for the episode, so we won't go back there. But he talks a lot about um, coming to terms with his physical degradation as his age. Yes. He's in his 70s and he's like – Yeah, so never be good in the first place. 
Well, that did make me think that. Like he was talking about like, you know, he once had the perfect physique. Yes. Like every muscle was defined in every vein mm. and now like, you know, he looks in the mirror and he can't help mm. the fact that his skin you can see, sags. Yeah, and, you can see how bad it's so all got. So why try? Why try? But he has tried. So you, that's yeah. not an answer for him. So you've got to keep trying. And then I watched the Sly one mm. and Sly still looks like he's taken heaps of steroids and like lifting weights and stuff because he still looks like really solid. But I mean, do you want to do that? No. 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 But I think that, but the the Slywood and the Rock would be similar in the way that they kind of had to build themselves up physically. That's how they got their foot in the door of their career, you know. And then it's like, well, this is the only way I know how to be successful is my physical um, appearance is intertwined with my career success. People pay me to look good. If I drop that, then maybe the other stuff will slip away as yeah, well. Yeah, but you've already got enough money. That you don't need to get paid anymore. It's not about money. It's about legacy. What what does that mean? Well, what's I, the rock's legacy? Um, I want to be known as um, the greatest entertainer of all time. I oh, mean, you're already in the conversation. Well done. What else are you going to do? No, the greatest world. You don't understand. Well, it's not good enough to be. I don't okay. come second best in it. I should be doing his voice. I don't do second best. <laughs> ben Mendelssohn doing the rock. <laughs> you know, I, well, let me. Let's, I'll stop you right there. I, uh, I, I don't, I don't do second best. I don't do, I don't do second best. Uh, well, but who's, no one's even measuring. There isn't even. Well, I'm measuring. Uh, the, inside the rock is a, is a, is a, a desire to be the best and, and to win at all costs. And understand that you don't understand that because you're a, you don't, you don't, uh, look after your body the way I do. But for me, this is how I've built my career and my success. And yeah, so I, I can't stop. Your career and your success is built. It's like, it, you've already built it. Like that, I, it's not an end point for me. It's not a destination. Why not? Because success is, a, is the present state. But I know, but I can't stop. Why? Because I'm scared that I'm going to die. <laughs> you should go to well, therapy. <laughs> Can I just say, that was a pretty good rock. <laughs> like, Ben Mendelsohn, not so great. Yeah. But I thought that rock was pretty good. Well, I liked it because it's the rock in conversation. You didn't go for, like, the wrestling rock. It wasn't like I, the I did speak in the third of, person a little bit. Yeah, but. Dwayne, call me, call me Dewey. That's what, he, <laughs> that's what his friends call him. Dewey. 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 Not Dewey. <laughs> Dewey. Dewey? Dewey. Or Dewey. Dewey. I don't... Do, oh, Dewey. Now we get Dwayne. Dewey. Dwayne. Dewey? <laughs> oh, my God. By the way... Is this a podcast? I saw you, uh, yep. your social media team, uh, I assume under your direction, uh, put out an apology about in utero, that we were calling it in utero. And uh, I ran a poll. Yeah. Because I thought it was like, oh, you know, tomato, tomato. Turns out, like, there's... 99% of the respondents said it's in utero and we should have known They're that. really, uh, well, I mean. Did, but did you think it was in utero? I thought it was in utero. I think it's just one. Oh, I honestly thought it was one of those things that just people say different ways. Yes, Mike, did you? A, do you have, have a In utero. Yeah. I always thought it was in utero. Yeah, we are uterus, utero. Yeah, but I yeah. only when I say in utero, it's like in utero. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, but like, but things get changed when they use uh, use yes, in different ways all the time. That's it's true. Not, that's not like a like when somebody makes that argument around like I can't think of other specific examples at the moment. But you know, it's like, well, it comes from this original word which said like that, and I'm like, yeah, but we change how we say words all the time. Oh, I thought it was more just actually not a mispronunciation, and more just like that Australian slang way of yeah. making everything the. Like, you Can, know, laziest version of saying it than, you know, like, say, like, I mean, I've always just like basically said debut, it as, as if it's one word, which is in utero, because in saying in, in utero, utero, in, in utero, utero is, is harder hard. to say. Like, in utero. Yeah. So I think it's like, in utero. Literally just a, 
in utero. It's also one of those words that you don't say out loud because you see the album cover yeah. and how often are you saying, hey, you listen it's to It's like it. Ricochet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. good point. Yeah. Yes, the shoe is now on the other foot. Uh, so, yeah, no, I've, I, like, I mean, I, I will continue to say it that way. I, I won't be changing anything. Oh, really? Anything. Yeah. No, I'm definitely changing. I felt embarrassed because I thought the poll was going to be 50-50, but it turns out we are very much in the minority. Can I ask on the social uh -huh. media thing, cause, cause are you? Back on social media. Are you? I have uh, opened my accounts, but I've uh, lost them all again. I did some stuff around questions. Because whoever is posting for oh, you. Oh, no, I'm doing a, there's a new, so, so basically. You don't have to pull the curtain back if you don't no, want no, to. No, no, I'm, I'm very happy to, honestly. Okay. Because, uh, so last year, because now that it's all sorted, 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 I can speak about it a little bit more clearly, which is that, uh, so. You know, we were doing Question Everything last year at the ABC and, you know, it's the third year we're doing the show and, you know, that's kind of a make or break year in like, you know, the development of a show. And so it was it was a bit of all hands on deck to try and get our stuff out there to the audience that, you know, might like our show as much as possible. And so one of those things was that like I needed to like reopen my social media accounts and luckily then get somebody from the office who was working on question everything to just post a bunch of um question everything clips which was really the intention of uh, it being activated but then of course the algorithms of all these things reward a bit more sort of like other content in mm. between plugs as yes. you would know uh so i started sending uh them through just to, and then after a while I was like, you know what, I can just post these personal ones myself. I don't need to send it through another person. I was going to say, your digital, whoever is doing your social media is doing such a good job because I'm like, this sounds like Will. Like, this seems like Will. No, nah, so I'm now doing like, uh, uh, I've been posting like just, you know, the occasional sort of like he's backstage at a gig or or whatever it is to try and like break up the, so basically what we're going to try to do and I'm, I'm trying to work out whether what the best way to do this is because I don't want to actually be back on social media. And at the moment, I've done a good job of just like literally, I will log on, post, post something, thing, and off. then literally oh, get the off. And like, so, so I haven't been sucked back into it, but um, because we have like even content from these podcasts, you know, now that we're filming them together and there's so much like content for the podcast, I've got content from uh, QE, I've got content from stand up and those sort of things that I want to be up there if people do want to access it through that way. Yeah. That I wonder if like, cause I don't think I can do all that. No. So I'm wondering if I like need to get some, like a, a like a full-time person who just like could run like, you know, my social media accounts as just places to be able to find, like, I don't want it to be that sort of thing where it's like a traditional social media account, but if it could be a place where if you like my stuff and you could go and find stuff from these podcasts, stuff from, I mean, that. A one-stop shop for all things will. Yeah. And it was all in the Stand one place. Up, podcast TV. Right. I think that's what I would like to. And occasionally what you're having at high tea. Well, <laughs> Yes, I would definitely take a photo of my high tea. Like, I think that in a way, I would take a photo of high tea yeah. if it felt like it was a content channel, if that makes sense. Does that, like, yeah, it's, yeah. in a weird way, I don't think that anyone would be interested in, like, me just going to high tea. But if we've talked about high tea on this show, and then you're like, oh, you could go to the, like, you know, my Instagram or whatever, and you can see the photo of me then going and having high tea, then I think yeah, I would 
like to like you know be involved in that sort of broader yeah. narrative. And if it's all for work, which yes. makes sense. Promote. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I. Uh, on the, that point, there is an Everyone Relax Instagram page um, I created a few weeks ago because it's like, well, this makes sense. Like, we've still got all the individual podcast pages as well, but yeah. if you want a collection where it's just like, well, here's everything that's happening is. during the week, go yes. to Everyone Relax, which is everyone underscore relax, I think, uh, on Instagram. Anyway, there's links in the link tree. You can find it. Um, but that, to me, is the perfect way because, like, I – I'm finding like social, especially now, I was wondering the other day why I couldn't sleep. And it's like, oh, I've got shocking anxiety. And it's like, why do I have shocking anxiety? Oh, because I looked at my phone before I went to bed. Like, it is awful <laughs> out there at the moment. Like, the more you read, the more you see online. And then you just get sucked into these arguments that people are having online that have nothing to do with you, but you just can't. Like, I don't know if it's dopamine that's being released. Some chemical is being released where it's like, why am I engaging in these conflicts of which I have no dog in the And fight. that's what I don't want to get back to yeah. in any way. And so like I've been really conscious about it, but even in the way that I've been conscious about it, you can, because it's designed to lure you back in, I actually, I don't trust myself <laughs> to like stay. Hey, some Bulldogs highlights. At the, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Like there's that real thing of like I, uh. I feel like I've gone back to like a certain point for a reason, but this is not where I live again now. Yeah. Like I'm looking for an exit strategy from where I You're am. You're like an alcoholic walking yeah. through the bar to get to the lobby yeah. of a hotel. I can stay in a hotel that has a bar, yeah. but if I, I don't want to go down and spend too much You don't want to be Jack, Jack Torrance yeah. talking to Phantom <laughs> Barman or anything like that. I w let's make the next episode a mailbag episode because okay. I, I do want to get to the mail because we have quite a few people we get back to. Um, you're on tour at the moment? I am on tour at the moment. The show is called Will Legitimate... It is uh, going to a whole bunch of places in Australia and overseas in the next couple of years. So uh, uh, keep checking at comedy.com.au, but Adelaide first. Um, and if you want to support the show, uh, the best way to do that is to go to patreon.com slash tofop. Heaps of bonus content up there, ad-free episodes of the show. That's your bag. Also full videos of tofop episodes. Um, I just sort of realized now that we're filming all these tofop episodes, multicam, it's just a lot more editing for me. So like, you know, at least come see like the fruits of my labor as I cut together. How many cameras we got in this studio? I've got four. Yeah, excellent. Great. That's going to keep me up for the <laughs> For the, for the next, like, 12 months, just cutting episode after episode. Well, go um, to the Patreon. Go like, to the Patreon. There's though. so much great stuff there, but it also is just the best way to support the podcast and all the podcasts that we do. Yeah, and we have had a lot of people sign up in the last month, which is amazing. Over Christmas, Thank too. You. That was uh, That was awesome. But that is Tofop for this week. I'm Charlie Glosson. I'm Will Anderson. Listener.